When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hey, it's a pleasure to uh, talk with you about money, your money. Um, because I'm not going to talk about mine. We talk enough about that. I just want to talk about yours. And, you know, no matter how we want to think about it, money is kind of central to our lives. You got to have it. You got to take care of it. You got to grow it, most of us. So that one day you can quit having to work every day for it like we do today. And uh, so we want to hear from you. We want to answer your questions about anything money related. You know, most of them we get is around investing, but we're happy to talk about the others. And it's easy to do. All you do is go to the telephone right now and you pick it up. You dial 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. And for doing so today, because my partner, Don McDonald, is not on the show, not even in the country, which means I can get away with pretty much anything. I'm going to give you a beautiful, yeah, it's not Taylor Swift, but it's a beautiful Talking Real Money shirt. They're nice, they're red, they're comfortable, and they do great in 80-degree weather. Not as well in, you know, cold weather because of just the T-shirt. But at any rate, if you call and ask a question, I will send you a shirt. So 855 855- Nine three five eighty two fifty five, and you know one of the biggest questions we get is, what about the general concepts that sort of apply to everybody? What are the things people just need to know about money? And on the other side are the things that people believe they hear that they think they should pay attention to, but really don't make sense. And our friend Jill Schlesinger, who has a wonderful podcast, who's uh, on CBS Mornings written some great stuff, got a great book. We did a chat with her about a year ago about the book. She recently linked to an article by a guy named Ben Carlson, who's a CFA. And his uh, article is about overrated financial concepts, overrated financial concepts, which I loved. And he had three of them. Uh, number one is the FU money, the money that you, when you get to that amount of money, you can tell people, I don't have to work anymore. I don't care. And the problem, according to Ben, and I think I agree with this, is if that's how you look at money, then you need to examine your relationship with with the coin of the realm. You need to figure out what money means, because this is one of the problems we've seen with people, for example, in the fire movement. They say, I'm going to quit by 38 and I'm going to go hiking and I'm going to do this and this and this, which is wonderful. I think you should live your life the way you want to live it. But it it doesn't take into account, I don't think very often, sort of where you are in your life today. Are you just working for the money? Is that what this is saying? And I can't wait till I have enough so I can go into my boss's office and tell him that I'm jump out the window, dude, or I'm walking out the front door and never coming back. Then you need to examine kind of the purpose of your working life, not necessarily how much money you have saved. Because if you're going to spend, I hope, eight hours a day in your job, it should be something that is purposeful. It is interesting it's doing something for you and hopefully others but so that one i've never liked but the next one i think is far worse because people are misled all the time about that and that is 
A house is your best investment. Now, I have a daughter who works in a real estate. She's probably listening right now, and she's cursing me. The reality is a house is not your best investment. A house is can be a good investment, but looking at the longer-term numbers, coast to coast, it's appreciated a little bit more than inflation over time. That's it. Now, I know on the coast it's been better than that, right? And recently it's been phenomenal, huge run-up. But real estate in general, a house is illiquid, right? It can be very illiquid if we get into a down market like 2009, 2010 or the late 90s. There are periods of time where it's very hard to unload a house. And it doesn't grow that much, frankly. And here's the other thing. It's more expensive than people realize. And I'm not talking about the new deck I just put in. I'm talking about the regular maintenance, the insurance, the property taxes, all the stuff that's on top of the mortgage, which brings me to the mortgage. Another one of the overrated concepts, according to Ben, and I completely concur, is paying off your mortgage early. I know there's a guy on the radio who says, pay off all debt, do it by noon, get heck out of here, and it'll be in a better place. Not with mortgage debt. Mortgage debt is tax advantage. Mortgage debt for people that took it out more than a couple of years ago is very inexpensive. So if you have a mortgage at 3 4%, why in the world would you be paying that down faster when you could invest the money and keep it liquid and have it grow, should grow faster than that? So I think those are concepts. We'll come back. We'll talk about the things I think you should pay attention to. But let's talk to you. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Thanks for being part of Talking Real Money here every Saturday. Here every day is a podcast in all of your podcast popular places. So pick us up, listen anytime. You can listen in your car, you listen on your phone, however it's convenient, Talking Real Money. Program note, next Saturday, our friend, colleague, and highly respected financial educator Paul Merriman will be joining me on the program. Also next Saturday, Please join us for Investing 201, the absolute details on how to build your portfolio. Taught by a couple of great advisors, Roxanna Butner and Diana Bacon. And you can uh, sign up for that by going to AppellaWealth.com, clicking on events. 
goes about an hour. That's Investing 201, your portfolio, applying what you know. That's next Saturday as well. So take advantage of all that great stuff. But right now, let's take advantage of some phone calls. 855-935-8255. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number. If you call, you get a free Talking Real Money shirt, which will look just great with all this sunshine. That's what's going to happen with Mark, who now joins us on the program. Hi, Mark. Hello. How you doing? Uh, hanging in there. I have a question regarding Roth IRA accounts that are in your 401k account. Okay. So a Roth 401k. Well, so okay, I have apparently a, a, a Roth account, a Roth IRA account in with the 401k. And, but I also have a, uh, traditional, uh, IRA with, uh, Vanguard. And I guess my questions are, is there benefits to having a, a Roth IRA tied to your, your 401k and the yearly maximum contribution? Does that apply to both or, or do you have to split it or? Just information kind of regarding that. Yeah. I'm kind of confused on it. Yeah, it's confusing. I agree. So there are two different types of plans. A employer-sponsored plan, you can put in all the way up to $22,500 if you're under the age of 50. Over the age of 50, you can put in $30,000 a year. You can put that into a traditional plan or into a Roth plan, either one. Separately, depending on your household income, you can put in up to, again, $6,500 if you're uh, under the age of 50, $7,500 if you're over the age of 50. Those are separate pieces. The thing you need to remember on the uh, Roth IRA, which is separate from a Roth 401k, is your household income, I believe, can't be more than about $210,000 to directly contribute to the Roth IRA. It starts to scale down at around 195, something like that, thousands of dollars. So if you make more than that, then you cannot contribute to that Roth, uh, Roth IRA. Does that clarify things for you? It does. It seems confusing, but it is confusing. Is there, just, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Is there is there any benefit? Is there any better benefit to having the the Roth 401k? Or so is that just basically? post-tax contributions, and it more diversifies you in your investments? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Um, If you can do both, it's great, right? Because it's just more you're saving for your future. Um, If you could only do one or the other, it doesn't really matter other than the fact that oftentimes in a Roth IRA, which is held outside of an employer plan, You can invest in ways that you cannot in an employer plan. I'll give you an example. A lot of employer plans have a very limited number of stock investment options. Oh, they always have the S&P 500. Sometimes they have some international. And maybe if you're lucky, they have a small cap. But they generally don't have small cap value. They don't generally don't have international small cap value. They generally don't have emerging markets. Oftentimes, they don't have REITs. So they're missing asset classes. In a Roth IRA, which you manage yourself, you can own all those things. In fact, now in today's world, you can almost own them all at once by just being in Avantis's global equity fund, AVGE. So you're correct, Mark. It is a little confusing. I mean, if it was my money, 
And here, I would start and make sure I maxed out the work plan because it's easy, right? It's a disciplined approach. It comes out every two weeks, goes out of your check, goes into the savings. You don't have to do anything. With a Roth IRA, you got to figure out how to get the money out of your bank account into the Roth. You got to write a check. You got to move it. I just find people have a harder time doing that. It's a, the discipline is more difficult. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, me and my wife, we're kind of fortunate. So we do max out our 401ks. Uh, we, uh, I had some previous 401ks that I rolled into a Vanguard account. Um, and then I, uh, that was many years ago. Uh, about two years ago, we opened up uh, IRA uh, with Vanguard for my wife. And so we're maxing that out. So we have it automatically um, calculating and doing the transfers to, to max that out each year. So we're trying our best to, uh, you know, we're close to our fifties and, and pretty, uh, confident as far as our savings, obviously you can always do more, but, uh, that, that main internal question of that, uh, four or that, uh, Roth IRA in my 401k at work just always seemed to confuse me a little bit. So well, I think it is kind I, of I really appreciate the cl- Yeah, it is. It is yeah, a little really- confusing. And by the way, so if you're not yet 50, are you contributing for each one of you $22,500 in your employer-sponsored plans? Yes. So we okay. both contribute $22,500 into that, and then we're both contributing to our Vanguard uh, IRAs, the six, I think it's $6,500 It this is, year. correct. It, I think that's wonderful. Is the max. Yeah. I think you're doing a great and, job. Uh, yeah. And then... I, I play with those as far as buying individual stocks and, and make sure that me and my wife, we don't own the same stocks, but, you know, we'll just kind of play with them, whatever she kind of likes and, and stuff. We don't put a lot of money into it. It's more almost like entertainment. Um, but Well, so I would rather, done, I'd rather have you entertained <laughs> by doing something else. I'm not a fan of playing with money. I'm not a fan of individual stocks. Um, and I'm definitely not a plan of doing that in a retirement account because a retirement account is something you may need in the future. So I would rather see you max those out, use index funds, be widely diversified, and then have a different trading account. That's my gambling account. I go do that because I heard today that Rivian's going to start delivering cars or I heard NVIDIA is going to be the hottest. Then you can do that somewhere else. But I'd prefer you not to do it in your retirement account because retirement accounts are the things that in 15 years you may look at and go, that's got to work because I'm going to need the income. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the, the clarification, and, and thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Again, our telephone number is 855-935-8255, 855-935-8255. Yet, that's a fascinating thing. Uh, I was just reading the numbers. Uh, it's, it amazes me that $675 billion with a B is traded every day on global equity markets. People that wake up in the morning, not to pick on Mark, but say, hey, I want to try this stock instead of this. They move money around. That's a whole lot of sort of gambling. That's not investing. That's guessing. That's hoping. That's trying to see the future. And boy, none of us can see the future any better than anybody else. 855-935-8255. We'll be back with more on Talking Real Money. Your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
Whatever it is around money, we're here to help you understand it better. Glad to answer those kind of questions for Mark because it is a little confusing sometimes, the types of accounts, what I can do with them and what they all mean in the future. We'll try to straighten all that out for you. 855-935-8255 is our telephone number, 855-935-TALK. So join the conversation. Jason does exactly that. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Jason. Hey, Tom. Good afternoon. It's your favorite Tesla bull calling again. Indeed. Always. A rough, always. Week, you know, a rough <laughs> week for Tesla, but, you know. It'll I know. Back. I'm glad you're still standing. Good for you, man. Um, but uh, I did want to call and challenge you on a different topic about, um, you know, you had just, just talked about the, uh, you know, the not paying off your mortgage. And uh, this is a Dave Ramsey thing as well. But I'm oh, sorry, not oh, for a mention of name. But anyway, that's all right. Not pay, uh, paying, paying off your mortgage. And, uh, and, and I actually am someone who does have a paid off mortgage. I'm relatively young, but I did have a relatively inexpensive mortgage. I got it in a really opportune time in 2012 when the market was really down. So I actually did pay off my condo mortgage. And uh, I can tell you that it does feel great. To, to have that done. And, and I would say that, you know, your, your calculation about the interest on a mortgage versus what you can make in by investing is it just leaves out the element of risk. I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't live in an IRA. You can't live in an investment account. You, you know, we're talking about your home here. When you have the, the peace of mind of knowing your home is paid off, that's a, you can't put, you know, a dollar amount to that. No, so, I agree. There's a psychological. Yeah. Our job, by the way, is to be the numbers people. Um, you're right. Psychology plays a large role. And if you feel more comfortable in your later years or in retirement, whatever, there's there's something to all that. Uh, we're just merely saying from a dollars and cents standpoint, especially if your mortgage is two and a half, three and a half, I'd say even four, anything over five, you could get into an argument because we can pretty clearly see that people, while they believe the market makes them 10% a year, not very many people make that much money. They have a tendency to buy and sell at wrong times, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a fair argument, Jason. Again, we're trying to just be clinical about the financial part. You're right. Emotions play a huge role. And if you feel better about your life having no debt, God bless you and well, get on with not, it. And not even just necessarily emotional, but what you know, what happens if you uh, if you're later in life and have a, an unexpected job loss and you still have a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage that you could have te- you could have technically paid off fifteen years earlier, um, and you know you still have. Got, I mean, I guess you can t- pay it off as you go into into retirement, but you know it, it also greatly reduces your expenses in retirement when you have a paid off mortgage. Of course, well, right? it so does. It does. You're right, but it also the part that I think that. You're leaving out of all this. And again, every situation is different. So rules of thumb are really hard. But most people, most people get to retirement. They don't have enough liquid assets. This is what I see. They have a $700,000 home that's paid off, which is terrific. But they don't have the liquid assets to pay the light bill because they paid off that mortgage. This is just my what I see on a regular basis. Now they either have yeah. to sell the place, they have to do a reverse, they got to do something to create the income. So mm-hmm. there's somewhere in the middle there. You're right that may be closer to the reality for most folks. Um, yeah. I don't just believe in just racing off and paying it off. To I run into this with people all the time. I'm going to pay that off. Again, my take is, and I have a mortgage, by the way, and I'm 65. I plan to have one probably the rest of my life. It doesn't bother me. Um, But I think for some people, sure, I'd rather be liquid enough to say I could go do X no matter, you know, 
whatever my housing situation is. So, but I think that's a fair question, Jason. We've got to run, but yeah. uh, we appreciate the call All and right. appreciate you listening every week. And uh, yeah, thank you for being part of the program. 855-935-8255 is our telephone. At least he wasn't picking on me about Tesla because he couldn't this week. Uh, <laughs> if you're playing along at home, take a look. Should have been in Rivian or something instead. 855-935-825. We don't play in individual stocks. Jason knows that. So he just has fun calling up the show and sort of picking on us about the fact that an individual stock did something recently. Sure, they all do something recently. The problem is over the long haul, trying to pick the right ones and sort of beat the market is not a good strategy. Happy to talk with you about any of those things. 855-935-8255 as we continue talking real money. Hey, thanks for being part of Talking Real Money. We are here every day as a podcast on Saturdays as a live radio show. That's what you're hearing right now. Trying to help you do better with your money, whether you're saving it, whether you're investing it, whether you're spending it. And uh, boy, I know a lot of you spent it this weekend on concert tickets. Certain artists came to town, coming to town, did a couple of shows. I think they said Taylor Swift's overall take on her E-R-A-S tour. Is it Eras tour? I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I only spent the money. I didn't pay attention to how it was spent. I think they said it was going to be overall a billion dollars with a B. That's talking real money. really is. So congratulations to her. I hope it's a great show. I'll learn more because uh, my wife and this won't shock you, 15-year-old daughter are headed there tomorrow night, Sunday evening. So I'll stay home with the dog and watch television. It's a whole lot cheaper. Uh, 855-935-8255. Concert's not on TV. I'll find something else. Thank you for joining us. Let's go back to the phones. Renee joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Renee. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I'm hoping that you could share your wisdom and strategy for converting... Uh, my traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Yeah, I mean, here's the take. How old are you? Old. I'm over 65. That's not old um, in today's oh, world. Oh, yeah, not- I remember you. Yeah, uh, kind of, we're compatriots here. In my family uh, tree, it's old. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, it, it, the, the, you have to consider, for me, it's considering the reason why. Why do you want to move money from an IRA to a Roth? What's the purpose? I thought it would reserve more of my money, have more money working for me rather than doing the uh, required minimum distributions. Well, that is true to some extent. Remembering also that sometimes accountants, CPAs will tell you pay no tax before you have to. That's another thing to consider. Um but here's the deal. I mean, for example, and we could get into this superficially or really take a deep dive. I think anybody who's considering this should go have a an appointment with an advisor and go through a deep dive because it's a complex issue. But a couple of easy questions. Do you have the cash to pay the taxes? Not inside the IRA, but do you have other money where you can write the check to the IRS? Because remember, you're going to pay regular income tax on whatever you move from an IRA to a Roth. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the answer. Oh, um, I, I'm not sure it would depend on how much 
taxes yeah. would be. Right. So, I mean, that's one. Because I think paying early, taking the money out and paying tax on it out of the IRA is a poor strategy. Number two, a lot depends on what your current income is. Are you working, for example, right now, Renee, or are you retired? Retired. Okay. So you don't have a regular source of income? You don't have a pension, for example, Correct. or something? I would have the pension okay. and Social Security. Okay. So, again, the answer here truly is, and I'm sorry to say, it depends. You really should talk to a fee-only, 100% fiduciary advisor and really have them run the numbers. For our clients, we run it every year because we look at your income, we look at your cash, we look at kind of the overall strategy. Because you're right, at 65, for example, if you took a bunch of pre-tax money, paid a relatively low income tax rate on that and you had the cash to pay it, and then it grew, as you point out, for a lot of years, you can take the money out tax-free and your required minimum distributions go down, right? Because now, in your case, when you hit 73, you're going to have to start taking the money out and paying tax on it. So that can be a good strategy. But the reality is it's complicated. And so the people that say, well, this is a no-brainer, everybody should do it, I'm going to argue with you. I don't think it is a no-brainer. I think it's worth examining, but it should be done thoughtfully. It should also be done only with cash money that you have to pay the tax and an eye towards long-term retirement income planning. I'm going to retire, and I'm going to have most of my money post-tax, but the pre-tax money, I'm okay with just paying the regular income tax rate because, remember, for me, and it sounds like for you, your income tax rate in retirement is going to be far lower than it was while you were working. So thanks to consider, Renee. Appreciate the call. 855-935-80. Thank you. 855-935-8255. And we will continue with more Talking Real Money in just a few moments. Stay with us. favor grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are how many do you have a lot how many different investments are in each statement a bunch do you own individual stocks bonds sector funds and stuff you don't understand yeah i thought so i'm don mcdonald and i'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis but don't worry it's not terminal and can be cured but it takes three things a bit of time some fiduciary guidance and a plan there's a problem though most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those that's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800 386 your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Thanks for being part of Talking Real Money live every Saturday. Every other day as a podcast at all of your favorite podcast places. That's Talking Real Money. So take advantage of that right now. You can still get in on the program if you have a question about anything financial money related 855-935-8255 that is 855-935-8255 don's out of town i'm tom and that means we can have some fun and give you a free talking real money shirt so if you call we'll send one right out to you how about that and that's what's going to happen with michael who now joins us on the program hi michael 
You're going to need to turn that radio down, sir. Will do as soon as I can okay. hear my live feed. There you go. <laughs> You're going to be hearing more than that here shortly. How can we help you today? Okay, I, I'm uh, participating in a 457. Last uh, couple of years, they've offered a Roth 457. I want to know if I should convert next year to a Roth 457. Well, I mean, so the the difference between doing a pre-tax 457 or a Roth 457 really comes down to your rate of taxation. Um, do you happen to know what tax bracket you're in today? Do you have any idea? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it? I mean, okay, but give me an yeah. estimate of your income. Uh, last year, my income was about what I paid in taxes. Earned income was uh, about seventy-eight hundred dollars. Uh, I am retired, enlisted from the military, and I have Social Security that will be hit by the WEP GPO. Uh, yep. I will be retiring in about two to three years from a state government. So I will have two small pensions and even less than social security. My so basically your retirement be, your retirement income will be those pensions plus social security. The pensions will be taxable, I believe, but the social security only after a certain amount of income would be taxable. So, you know, I mean, it's this is a bit of a push because your income is still relatively low today. I mean, do you have anything saved in Roth? Uh, I've got a small Roth IRA account. I've just finished converting all of my wife's 401k money that was in to the Roth? traditional IRA to, to mm -hmm. Roth. So yeah. that was there. Uh, I just, I probably need to talk to Diana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the issue you're going to face here is, again, sort of taxation today, taxation later. How many years are you going to do this? What it means, my guess is it's not going to have any huge impact on you one way or the other since you're so close to really stopping full-time work. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about also starting conversion. They now offer a Roth 457. I can't convert that, but I uh, would it make that's what we're discussing. Go ahead and pick up the Roth 457 starting next year, and I'm still converting my own traditional IRAs to Roths. Yeah, I mean, again, I'd have to look at more of your totals in each one of those buckets, if you will. But, I mean, and maybe here's an easier one, Michael. Just split the baby. Do some of each. Okay. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here is the problem. I mean, again, it, it it's going to be fairly complicated, and it's going to rely on guesswork as to what tax rates will be in the future, et cetera. For many people, younger people especially, I think it's good to, to sort of save in many buckets, if you will. But for you and I, close to retirement, I'm not sure it's going to make a big difference. We've got to run, Michael. Thank you for your call. I wish you well. And I believe the next call is Shri. Do I have that right? I think it is. Or or uh, maybe it's uh, Janice. We'll try. Uh, it, you're listening to Talking Real Money. We're trying to get Shri or Janice on the phone. Maybe it's Janice next. Or not. Welcome to the program. Are you there? Go ahead. You're on. I hear you. <laughs> you Hello. Hello, it's Tom. How are you? Good, Tom. How are you? 
I'm well. You're on the air. Go ahead with your question. Okay. I have a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm not very good with the finance or investing. But however, um, I am doing my 401k uh, with the half and half, half Roth and half traditional. Yep. And um, I have a, a couple of plans. Like I have Vanguard and I do have a what you call Empower Yep. And uh, current plan is uh, Empower. And I transfer all of my prior 401k from the different job. I work for the healthcare. I work for the Swedish. Sure. I, trans I transfer all of my 401k with Empower. But then I realize, like every quarterly, they are charging me about $280. What is the service charge, you know? And then... Same time, I have a Vanguard with my prior employer, where the money is just sitting over there, uh, with the 2035 investment plan. Yeah, uh, and no Vanguard don't charge anything. Uh, or they charge very minimum, and I think they started the new thing. If we have everything through the online, uh, no um, physical mail at home. Sure, they are not charging you anything. So I spoke to Empower, and I said, I have moved all different prior 401k to your place. Just because sitting money is sitting at Empower, they are charging me uh, for the maintenance charges on that plan too. So what would be the best thing to do? Can I just move out from there, uh, whatever the prior which I had to transfer to the Empower, move out back to the Vanguard, and don't pay much because... Well, I mean, that would be yeah. yeah, that would be ideal. But I don't know once you've made that move, whether you can turn around and say, I want my money back. I mean, there's a separate account, it's not like in one account, like say my um, I used to work for the Philips and yeah. Philips was Vanguard. And then it was maintained by some different uh, provincial, I think. So. Now I can see in Empower, I have a provincial account, which is maintained by Empower. And I have Empower by itself from my current employer. So why do I just leave it over there when I can, or if possible, that's I'm calling you to find out. Well, do you think okay. it's possible to move? Maybe. To I don't know. You're, Shree, you're going to have to call them and ask them. I really couldn't answer that. Because every uh, every custodian is going to be different. It does sound like the charges are outrageous, especially if you're going to pay nothing somewhere else. But you're going to need to call them and say, hey, can I move my money back from the Empower plan back to the previous Vanguard plan? I couldn't tell you that here on the show. I wouldn't know. Okay. And can I ask you a couple of more questions? Well, you get one. Well, okay. I, I think we're all out of time <laughs> with somebody else waiting to. And, and I apologize for that. But uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll come right back with a couple of final comments here on Talking Real Money. Thanks for being part of the program. and real future tom and don are talking real money well, thank you all for calling today being part of the program and again mention that our telephone number that we've mentioned many times is always available you can call that anytime by the way even though don is on vacation he is still putting together podcasts even though he's in 
weird and exotic places like Iceland. He's still going to put together a podcast. So if you call the number, we'll take care of it. I mean, here's another idea, by the way. Get some personal help from one of our advisors because many of the questions you ask cannot be answered in one minute or even a minute and a half on the show. So you simply go to TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor. You'll talk to someone. They'll know what they're doing. We give you an hour, hour and a half of our time absolutely free, no obligation. We don't try to sell you anything. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, get the help you need, and thank you for joining Talking Real Money. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.